Welcome to Teacher Thrive, the podcast for educators who want to thrive, not just survive in their profession. With your hosts, certified coaches and teachers, Madel Mazella and Caitlin Rabai. So today we're talking about how to deal with it when we can't let something go. Yeah, when you mess up and can't let it go. There are so many examples we could talk about because one thing is for sure, there will always be challenges that test our resiliency almost and our commitment to not beat ourselves up. I'm very good at that. And I know so many people that are so good at beating themselves up when, let's say, you make a mistake and you can't let it go. You overthink that mistake and you beat yourself up like no one's business. So today's podcast is about how you can manage that, how not to do that, or how to even be aware that you're doing that so that you can be onto yourself and then have the tool to stop it or to at least know what to do in that case if you want to. Yeah, and it can also be, this can be applied to to not just when you mess up and can't let things go, but like if someone else did something or said something and you're having a hard time letting it go, if there's things in the world that are going on that you're having a hard time letting go, all of these steps can kind of be applied to all of those situations when you just can't let something go. Yeah. Talking about something that, for example, you've said or done, something to remember is that no one is thinking about that thing that you said or did more than you. And perhaps you're making it such a big deal. You make it a big deal because you're beating yourself up, but maybe no one else is thinking about it. Maybe people forgot. People forget details. People forget sometimes that it even happened. The only one probably thinking about the thing that you said or did is you. Because remember, no one's thinking about you like you think about you. This goes for everyone. We're all the main character in our own story. We're all the main character. So if you have this tendency of overthinking what you said, what you did, like you replay something, a scenario in your head, just know that you could make nothing of it or you could make it a big deal. The power to control that is within you. Yeah, I know that a lot of times I tend to talk before I think. So sometimes stuff comes out of my mouth that I'm like, that should not have been a thing that I said. And I tend to be the person who's asking everybody after a meeting, like, was that okay that I said this thing? <laughs> and they're like, it's fine, it's fine. But they have, and I'm like, they have to say that because they're <laughs> whatever. So I'm like, take it to another level, just inception of like self-doubt. I do that too. And you know, when I started to maybe consider, consider that it's not that big of a deal, when other people say or do things, like I would say, I would never do that or say that, or I would be, I'd be mortified if I did or say that. And that person doesn't seem to be even thinking about, like even thinking about it twice. So you know what, maybe what I did or said, maybe that's not so bad. How about, I'm gonna try that thought for a little bit and see how I feel. I forgot about it, maybe you should too. Yeah, I think we have to give ourselves a lot of grace but when something is kind of stuck in your brain one of the things that I like to do is just write everything down because I tend to spin in my own head when something like that happens and then when I actually write down the facts of the thing that happened a lot of times it 
doesn't sound as bad like on paper or if I sit down with a friend or my husband or something and I just kind of vent about it. It doesn't sound as bad when I'm actually saying it out loud. So sometimes we build things up inside of our brain by like spinning around in them for like hours and hours or days and days. And sometimes either just writing it all down or talking to somebody can help to put all of whatever happened, what we're dealing with in perspective. 100%. When I have done that, and I love journaling, when I do that, what happens is I laugh. When you strip the story, you are left with the fact. You see how your mind was making that thing so much bigger. I can see kind of the pettiness in the thing and I laugh and then I feel like, oh, okay, it's, this is really not that big of a deal. Okay, I can see another perspective now. Venting to someone or talking about it to somebody, it's also like you said, amazing because then sometimes you could even find yourself saying like I know it doesn't sound like that bad but it is it's only bad because of the things that we're adding the thoughts that we're adding to the fact right sometimes it is really bad but oftentimes we make it so much worse than what it actually is because of our own thoughts. I think that's one of the huge benefits too of having a coach and coaching is that you have that neutral person to kind of explain the situation to and they help you organize your thoughts. It's different than just venting to like your partner or your friend too because I know that my friends will like hype me up about stuff. If I'm already like upset about that, they're like, yeah, that's terrible. This is going to be whatever. But having a coach who's neutral about things and can like look at things from a very clear perspective and put things in order, take out just the facts and how I'm feeling about them helps me so much with what you're saying, like putting things in perspective and kind of getting everything down on paper and organized and then like deciding what outcome I actually want in this situation. Because I think that's something we don't think about a lot is like, what do we want out of this situation? How do we want it to end? What's the outcome that we're looking for? I had a situation with parents this week, like a parent meeting, and it did not go well. <laughs> like there were like 10 people in a meeting and the participants got very like heated during the meeting. And the whole time I was just thinking, this is not going to end like the way that we want it to. <laughs> like, this is not going to end the way that we wanted it to. Just thinking about that future goal, like you have a teacher and parents that have to work together. We can't keep one-upping each other in that situation because then we're going to get to like a nuclear level and nobody's going to be able to let anything go. That's such a hard thing as teachers because when we're in a situation where we have to like, we can't let something go that like a parent said or it's really hard to not look for proof of like your rightness in that situation. Also remembering like we have to keep working with these parents. They're not going away. Like I feel like that's the outcome some teachers are like, they're like, I'm going to push them so far that they're going to go to a different school. And I'm like, is that what we're going for? <laughs> like, I don't know if that's necessarily the, the best outcome for anybody. Yeah, thinking about what we want out of that situation. Something you said about needing a coach, we as coaches even need our own coach because what happens is when something is happening in your life and let's say it's something like what we're talking about, something that maybe someone said, it's really easy to feel justified in feeling the way you feel, in overthinking it, in really rehashing what was said or done and to feel 
justified in being, you know, bitter about something. So if you thought about like, what would be the outcome of feeling bitter or resentful or hurt, you can certainly make space for that feeling and acknowledge how you feel. But if you keep thinking about it over and over and over again, where is that going to lead? How is that serving you in any way? Is it keeping you stuck? Is there another way that you want to go about this, right? So we're not saying don't acknowledge how you feel. We're not saying that. We're saying acknowledge how you feel and then get your power back. Because whenever you award someone the the power to make you feel in any way, you're powerless and you're helpless. And most certainly nobody wants to feel powerless or, or helpless. Get your power back and gain some perspective. And definitely a coach can help you by asking questions kind of untangle that mess because like I said you feel justified and you feel like no 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 I am entitled to feeling miserable because that was said or done to me if you think about just the people that you know in your life like I can think of so many examples of people who are righteously angry about a certain thing and they've been angry for years about it and I'm like the only person that that anger is hurting is yourself. (laughs) Like no one else is still feeling that. No one else probably even remembers what happened with that. But there's certain people that will basically like ruin their own life because they're holding on to this like righteous indignation or righteous anger because they feel like they were in the right in the situation and they just can't let it go. Yeah, like Elsa said, we have to let stuff go. (laughs) I can definitely think of a few scenarios where I was like that. I was angry and hurt and justified. I was so justified about feeling the way I was feeling. And I didn't realize how it was totally making me the victim, such a victim. And that was not empowering at all. But I didn't understand how I was giving my power away. I did not understand it. When someone said to me, you're totally giving your power away, get your power back. I said, how am I giving my power away? I feel very powerful right now. I feel that that person, (laughs) you know, because I was passing judgment, right? And I I was like, no, 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 that person is that and this and that. And I feel like this and I am right. I am right to feel like that. That was leading me nowhere. The vibration that was that that situation was creating was resentment. Not to be woo-woo here, but when you're vibrating in a certain level, you attract those scenarios to your life. Vibrating high attracts like whatever, you know, positive scenarios you want in your life. When I understood that, I started to maybe consider the fact that maybe I could think about it in a different way. And then I really understood how like how exactly I was giving my power away because I was letting a situation, I was letting what someone said or did control how I felt. If I have the opportunity, if I have the choice, I certainly do not want to feel resentful. I do not want to feel anger. I don't want to feel those negative feelings. I always want to feel joy and be like in this takata 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 mood. Not that I always want to feel happy, but I, I want to be in control of how I feel. And I understood that that was controlling how I feel. And that's how you give your power away, by allowing someone else or something else determine 
how you feel. Yeah. And I think it's really easy to, especially if you had like a nervous system that's like out of alignment to when something happens like that, you're, you automatically go to negative thoughts, negative feelings. I know sometimes I have been like so anxious in scenarios that like stuff has come out of my mouth that I'm like, why would I say that in that moment? So that's a big part of it too, is like making sure that you're taking care of your nervous system. And that's not something that the model actually like directly addresses in coaching. The nervous system comes kind of between the circumstance and then the thought that you have about things. So like if you're getting overly anxious because of a situation, if you're getting high heart rate, that cortisol level is going up, that's going to kind of determine certain thoughts and feelings. So making sure if you know you have like a highly reactive nervous system, like if you've been through trauma in the past, if you have a neurodivergence or an anxiety disorder, anything like that, that you're really taking care of your nervous system too, and making sure that you're doing things to calm your nervous system so that you're not getting into that like highly reactive place. Because sitting in that for a long time can also be really detrimental to your health and your well-being like overall in your life if you have said or done something that you are overthinking make sure that you open up a little bit of space to again gain perspective and maybe consider that it's not that bad show yourself grace by maybe considering that it's not that bad and then have your own back so when you have your own back you commit to not making it such a big deal and like owning up to it and then say, saying, I can't change it because it happened already. So I'm just going to move on. If I can't change it, then don't think about it. The more you think about it, you're fanning your own fire. No one else is thinking about it. Yeah. It's a, it's really important to when you have a, something like that happen to make sure that you're not adding on a layer of judgment on top of yourself, in addition to like the issue that that's already created. And it's also the same with like other people too. If somebody else did something or said something, if you're layering on more and more judgment onto that, you're just going to be building those things up bigger and bigger in your head, experiencing more and more like negative thoughts, negative emotions, and having an even more like negative result in that situation. And if you are a person who <laughs> doesn't want to sit in negativity all the time, you have to kind of spiral yourself back out of that instead of continuing to spiral like down into that negativity. Sometimes when you vent to the wrong person, you're giving that person ammunition to use against you. So if you are making something such a big deal to the wrong person, then that person can use it against you only to reinforce how you feel. You could be your own worst enemy. When you beat yourself up and then you give other people like reasons to say, oh yeah, that was really bad because you're making it such a big deal. So make sure that you don't do that because there are people out there that will reinforce how you're feeling only to dig yourself deeper into that negative hole, right? When you have your own back, you are sure even when someone else wants to make it a big deal, if you don't, that's having your own back. This is such a weird thing to say. But I think that when something goes wrong, like I think venting and talking to somebody is amazing. But I have a tendency to vent and tell everybody. <laughs> like When I'm really upset about something, I like want to like shout it through the hills or whatever. And it never fails that like a day or two afterwards, I'm like, I wish I hadn't told everyone in the world about that. Like, <laughs> There was not like a good <laughs> outcome to telling like everyone in the universe that this thing happened. So yeah, I think sometimes we want 
almost bring people onto our side in a situation or like we're really upset about something. So we just, it's just like coming out like word vomit all the time. But I think that's an issue I personally have with like impulsivity that I'm just like, this is at the forefront of my mind. So like, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this. I tend to do the same thing, have no filter. There is a book, The 48 Laws of Power or something. There, There is a number, don't, don't trust my number, but The Laws of Power. And he says, say only what's necessary only what's necessary don't volunteer information just made me think about that because I yeah, tend to and I want to say everything <laughs> <laughs> me too me too me too yeah it's almost like there's the time where you can write stuff all down and figure it out and there's the time where you're talking to somebody who works with you constructively to figure it out like a coach or like a trusted person who you know kind of knows how to do those things but then when we when we take it a step farther and then we're like we're just telling everyone in the universe and then I know I have my friends that are like definitely like my cheerleader people that are just like, no, this is this is terrible. This shouldn't happen. And I'm like, it's just building up that level of negativity, that level of anger or whatever that I'm dealing with that makes me feel like more and more righteous, like self-righteous. Self-righteousness is never great. (laughs) It sounds great, but it's not a great thing. Emotion to like kind of take action from. I just need to stop in those situations because it's not helping anyone. Yeah, I know for a fact that not everyone is your cheerleader, right? Some people want to know what you did wrong so that, you know, there's some, it's the, what's that German word? Schadenfreude. 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 Yeah. And so that exists, right? We're not saying that there aren't, you know, people that will marvel at your misery. (laughs) So don't give them the satisfaction. Don't do that because it's not going to help you in any way. So don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) That's all for this episode of Teacher Thrive. We'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future topics. So please reach out to us. Links to our websites, freebies, and social media accounts are included in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.